to another episode of cattle do pig i'm tim and with me are the best people on the planet anonymous alex and jenna how are y'all this week sir they're always the best when you hate i know (laughs) that was garbage what is great (laughs) like that might be it oh you think so yeah forever I was very disappointed in myself with that one. Oh, get out. No, you weren't. No, I don't. I didn't love that one. So, all right. Um, I, I will let everybody know that Alex um, hates me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is true. And sworn, sworn enemies now. <laughs> um, I committed to the bit... One one time too many, and uh, I sent her a religious candle with Kermit's face on it, and that was the one. That was the one piece of Kermit merch that that ended it. So, if you notice, been building for a rage, while. <laughs> yeah, rage directed at me from Alex's side of the podcast. That's exactly what it was. Can I tell you the journey I went on getting it as well? No, no. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Did you or can you? I heard did you. I said can I, but okay. No, you yes, know. you can. I like that you yeah. said no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please tell me. Nope. It's I'll tell over. you the. I'll, I'll tell now you we the journey that know. I went on. Uh, the journey that I went on ordering it. Oh. Yeah, it was exactly at that moment in Animorphs Anonymous when we were talking about Kermit religious candles and Casey sent me the link <laughs> and I was like well that's done well, yeah what was your tell me about your journey so it came from uh, the company name was like Sacred Flame or something like that mm-hmm. and like it's not at this particular time in my life the the only mysterious package that I've gotten from a place that I'm like the name has made me think like oh is this like a memorial thing? So I got it and I was like, Oh no. Who sent me who sent me what bullshit right oh, now? So I went to no. open it up like and then I saw it said Alexandra. I'm like, okay, it's from Tim. So I don't think it'll be that memorial-y. And then I opened it. It was a fucking Kermit prayer candle. And I was like, I'm so it's worse than anything I could have imagined. <laughs> I never once thought about what an asshole I might be. Not an asshole at all. <laughs> Not for oh, that. For no. sending me a Kermit candle, yes. <laughs> oh, no. But before I even read the name, the first thing I read was like, the sacred flame. I'm like, oh, no. I don't know that I could have timed that 
that bit any worse. Better. You could not have timed it any better. Oh, you literal actual monster. I'm seriously? Uh so I got a I got a text message today. I'm just gonna keep selling Casey out. <laughs> Whatever. Uh I got a text message today that says, Your package has been delivered to the place where Alex lives. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So I text Casey, I was like, it's there. And I was like, we just have to play the waiting game now. And she was like, I cannot wait for the rage that you're going to get. And was it worth it? Yes. Yes. The all caps text that we got immediately. Yeah, it was it was an immediate. Immediate text, like an immediate like fucking him is my worst enemy now. I will forever hate him. And then Emily was so excited about it. And I was like, great. So we watched Heartland. We watched episodes 10 and 11. And I will tell you what happened in episode 10 right now. Nice. There were... So I'm going to do it from the dome. I didn't write anything down. Uh, there were some Mustangs. And Jack and Ty are going to go help drive these Mustangs. I think is the right word. Uh, so that Scott can 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 look at them and check them and see if they're actual Mustangs. And then there's this other guy named Ray who works with Dead Tim. But I guess Ray's like garbage or something because he hires garbage people. And anyway, the garbage people that he hired are stealing the horses to sell them for slaughter. And it's Mallory who discovers this because she ran away on Copper because she decided that Lou is going to rehome Copper, even though Copper is kind of her horse, even though not really her horse. And the reason she thought this is because Lou said, yeah, we can rehome Copper, like basically on the phone. Like, I know she said she didn't later, but I'm pretty sure she said those exact words on the phone. So, yeah, Mallory runs away. Uh, meanwhile, Ty meets these garbage guys who are stealing the horses and gets into a fight with them. Uh, and then later, Amy and Lou, they go to find Mallory at the place where the horses are. And then the, the bad guys show up. And then Jack and Ty show up. And then there's a big fist fight. And then Lou, uh, like a badass with a shotgun, is like, yeah, everybody quit fucking around. And get out my property. She didn't really say it like that. She said something kind of dumb. But it was kind of funny. And then she got made fun of later. And yeah, that was that episode, right? And then in episode 11, like this one was pretty easy to sum up. Uh, Grandpa Jack and Lisa Stillman are growing together while Lou and Daddy Tim are growing apart. And yeah, there's some stuff where Lou, Lou does a jump and we realize that the reason Lou is afraid of jumping and horses is because when Daddy Tim got hurt, and she's got a bunch of stuff she needs to work through, yeah, and Amy and Ty are getting closer, and Ben leaves Heartland, and he goes to, what is it? it's not Greenbrier, what is it called Briar in Ridge. this one? Briar Ridge, that's right, and then Val finds out that Lisa and Jack are together, and she's like, oh no, I hit on him once like seven episodes ago. I can't have this, that Lisa cannot own something that I cannot have. And so she's like getting in the way and being real weird about it because I think she's a monster. And uh, Ben is 
uh, Bang and Ashley. And that's weird, too, because I thought Saraya and Ben were going to be a thing. Like, in a stall, no less. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are with Heartland. And then Arrow was there. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to, you know, ride a horse, Ben. And he's like, Ben was all like, uh-uh. And then he couldn't do it backwards. And then Arrow was like, hmm. But it was all because Amy told him what to do. Because he's, like, real impressed with Amy. Uh, and then Ben's like, Arrow, I don't want you to teach me how to do this anymore. Failed this city. I'm going to go to Briar Ridge and learn and bang Ashley some more. And the whole town knows that he's banging Ashley and the whole town knows that Jack and Lisa are together. It's just such a, it's so high school. There's a lot of rumors flying around about everybody. And also Mallory showers at, at, at their house. Like, do you not have a home child? Like, what are you doing here? Like, this is weird. I liked that she stole Amy's towel yeah. and bathrobe. Gross. That's that's gross. That's so gross. Yeah, the line was something like, "Don't take one step closer, or I'll have a bullet yeah, with my name on it." Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm real confused about Arrow. I feel like Arrow is underutilized here. I was upset that not once did he ever utter, you failed this jump ring. And he's so young. He he has little little kid voice. I'm like, you're not intimidating at all in this show, Arrow. Again, this was like two years before Arrow. I'm just saying, like, there's probably some major crime epidemic in this small Canadian town. And he's doing nothing about it. I'd guess meth. Yeah. Yeah, probably meth. And maybe yeah, cattle I, Well, they said you'd get hung for it still. Hanged. hanged. For less, even. Uh, hung? Hanged? I, hung, I feel like hung is... Okay. You'd get hung for it. Yeah, because you were hung okay. out to dry. Yeah. I, yeah, hanged. I took it. That's right. But I think I'm... I think you get I'm hanged. Hung, I think I'm going to go with hung. You get hanged. No. Yeah, I do too. I like hung. Yeah. No. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we've had All that right. conversation... Yeah. Okay. Like, I know some sure. things are right, but they just like the good well thing. Yeah. But they don't feel like, right. I'm like, how are you? And somebody's like, well, and I'm like, fuck you too. Like, say good like a normal human. Don't. Yeah. Literally every time I respond to anybody asking me how I'm doing, yeah. he's like, fuck you behind me. <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm like, that's so rude. And it's not, it's not rude at all. That's why we say yeah on the podcast. It's to stop him from his mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys don't want to hear the rant that he does literally every time I say it. No, I kind of do. I kind of do want to hear it. Can you Can you do it for You're know, the one you, who does it. Can you do You're it for us? You're the one ranting. So, so go ahead and give us an example. So when somebody says, like, Alex, if you were to ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, Jenna? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Fuck you, Fucking I'm well. Motherfucker. Well. Think you're fucking better than me. Fucking walking around here all high and well and shit. From your fucking ivory. I'm not. I'm not actually high, high right now. Well um, tower. Get off your high. <laughs> up well tower. <laughs> My up well tower. Jesus. Alex, send me that meme. Did you send that to Jenna too? <laughs> no, it was a Tim specific oh, meme. Okay. It, it, it was so, like it touched me in my core. Uh, okay, so the meme is just a picture of a guy at a wine tasting, right? 
Uh, and then the thing on the front says, uh, <laughs> the guy tastes the wine and he's like, ah, do I detect notes of updog? And then the other guy's like, that's vanilla. <laughs> the response, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, all too real, <laughs> too real. Oh, man. <laughs> it was Tim. So that's going to be me at a wine tour to take notes of Upwell. So now we yes. have to go to a winery. I think so. Sweet. I'm, I'm going to make that plan happen. Okay. I'm going to complain the whole time, but the joke is that it's a long form of whining. <laughs> so this is my winery tour. And then at the end, when they're like, why were you so negative the whole time? I'll be like, it's the winery. It's not my fault. I'm the only one who did it right. <laughs> What were you guys doing other than wrong? This is that right there. That moment right there is why Austin's impression of you is so accurate. (laughs) I know. I know. It just it doesn't happen all that often. And he only does that one. Everything else to him. I'm just a buzzing noise in the background until I put on that like valley girl voice. Then he's like, oh, Alex is speaking. And all he hears is like. What if you did it in the voice, though? Then he'd have to listen. He'd have to. What chaos is going on in that room? They are genuinely parkouring up my sound panels and then doing (laughs) backflips off of them onto each other. They are coming down from the top rope doing elbow drops. You have taught them terrible things with your wrestling. Terrible or great? Uh, terrible, terrible. And if this gets left in, it's that we have two kittens that are roughly the size of pumas, even though they're three months old, and they are chaos incarnate. Yeah, they are little chaos monsters. But they're so cute, though. This show's getting better. Yeah. This one? Yeah, Heartland. Oh, no, not not the one we're currently Oh, okay. Doing. I was like, I, th- I feel like we've really hit our stride. <laughs> no, yeah. Heartland. I was like, shit, are you just making statements about, <laughs> all right. I also love the look of shock on Alex's face at the idea of that, too. <laughs> what, this one? Um, it wasn't shock. It was like, I was trying to parse out whether that was sarcasm or not. No, uh, no, I, the show gets better every time I watch it. I can't wait for season, like, nine to see what kind of buckwild shit is going on. They just greenlit. I don't know if this is true because it was not a reliable source, but I did just see something saying that they greenlit season 18. 18. That is so wild. They must be making the show for, like, $7. Like, I, it's, it's just wild to me. 18 seasons. I'm sorry, seven loonies. Yeah, please convert it. One may say three toonies and a loony. That's a good podcast name. We could watch old Warner Brothers cartoons. Sold. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers? They did Looney Tunes, right? I don't know. No way to know. There is no way to know. All I know is there's a frog in a top hat and a cane that sings Hello My Baby repeatedly. Named Michigan. Is it what? It is? Yeah, Michigan. The frog has a name and it's Michigan? Michigan J. Frog. Michigan J. Frog. 
Why Michigan J Frog? I have no idea. Reasons? Stuff? Things? I have no idea why you would name a frog Michigan. Yeah, it's like not like I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. I wish you would, because I gotta know. It's not like a like they have frogs in Michigan, but it's not the first place I think of for frogs. It's cause his name comes from the Michigan Rag, which is a song written by um The song? The song that he sings? Can't be. It can't be that, that song. song. There's no way it's that song. Why why? Why is there no way? I mean it. It is a rag, so... It is, but it doesn't say Michigan in it. Yeah. 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 It's the Michigan rag. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his last... Or his middle name, Jay, is for Jay Cox. Wait, what is... What is a Jay Cox? It's one of the writers. Oh, okay. Okay. What if the frog wasn't for frog, though? (laughs) What if it wasn't? (laughs) I mean, at this point... Anything's possible. So now my Anything my is question possible. is 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 frog short for one word or is it like an acronym and F R O G is is like mm, it should be Michigan J Michigan J F R O G. Yes. Okay. I'll work on that. I'll work on what F R O G could possibly stand for. For rights once gained. Well, that sounds like he's a knight. I want him to be epic. Michigan J. Frog is a time traveler. No, this... He was a knight. He was a valiant knight who had a curse put on him to turn him into a frog. He kissed a princess and turned into a frog. Right. And so it did. It was his... his. He used to yell that when he charged into battle. He'd be like, Four rights once gained. So, I send Alex a meme... That says, uh, is a Skeletor meme, and it says, your belly button is just your old mouth. Uh, and Alex's response is like, yeah, and belly bumping is making out. And I was like, nope. No, she said belly bumps is making out. And I was like, what is belly, what, what, what be belly bumps? And I was thinking it was a, a disorder that you obtained somehow. And then she describes in gruesome alien detail how to perform a <laughs> belly bump, to which my response is, a chest bump? Like, is that what, is that what you call it in Canada? Is this is a belly bump? And so she immediately is like, no, this is a real thing. And then goes to the giant larger chat and says, everybody, y'all know what belly bumping is, right? And Austin's response immediately is, like a chest bump? And I was like, thanks, Austin. I appreciate that support. And I just send the, like, eyes narrowed coffee stirring meme because I'm like, are we already about to start talking about sex right now? Yep. And then, but my favorite thing is throughout this thread that's now going, and it's, it devolved into a conversation about fucking. Um, (laughs) It, throughout this, Alex just keeps interjecting. No, belly bumping is a thing. Y'all, I'm pretty sure belly bumping it's, is a thing. Yeah, it absolutely is a thing. Turns out it is. The first literary reference of it is in like 1870 or something like that. Sure is, yeah. But it's not mm-hmm. what Alex described. I mean, that's fair. 
But that's when she was talking about your belly buttons touching, making out. So in a way, it kind of is. She was just updating the phrase to fit a newer, modern audience. And then she sends me a message. And it was the most Alex message. She's like, it appears I've mistaken a human phrase. That's one of those things where you got to take things like that to the larger group chat because there's only two scenarios. And the one is that I am right and everyone is on board with me. And then Tim gets told that I am right. Or two, I've come up with something <laughs> embarrassingly incorrect. And then everybody gets to have a <laughs> with the thing that I don't understand about humanity. These are the two correct answers. And both of them are fucking delightful. <laughs> Agreed. I did think, I did confuse chest bumps, I think, with belly bumps. I thought that was a thing. Yeah, but now, and this was the thing, this is why I didn't pile on too much with it. Depending on your particular body shape, one term might be more appropriate than the other. I think it's fair to say. Like, if I give somebody a chest bump, it's not really a chest bump. Yeah, also, like, it's I've a- never seen two people, like, genuinely chest bump. It's always they're hitting more like their their xiphoid process and lower so together. It's it's it depends. Uh, on TV, when the uh, obnoxiously healthy athletes do it, it's a chest bump. Whenever anybody does it in real life, or like in person, that's a belly bump. That's a belly bump. I feel like the only time you get like actual chest to chest contact though is when you when you like go in for like the handshake chest touch hug thing. That's a weird way to describe that. Well, I mean, how else would you describe it, Tim? Go ahead. Well, I, I'll wait. No, I'm gonna sit back. You do it. Handshake hu- the homie hug is how we describe homie that. hug. Yeah, the homie. Okay, hug. but That's, when you no. when you when you say the the handshake chest touch, it sounds like those are separate instances and and they kind are. Of. there's a handshake first of all then you pull in for the chest touch they're two and separate. then pat on the back hug yeah but it, it sounds like you're doing it with your hands and it sounds you... inappropriate how do you shake hands no i'm just saying when you say it it's like shake hands chest touch it, like normalize the titty <laughs> yeah <laughs> shake hands check for breast cancer <laughs> A little back tap hug. Either your best friend and you love them without doing a proper breast examination on them. Exactly. I would love to say that I would commit to this bit, but you know that I would not be able to do it. The best I could do is shake your hand and be like, this is the part where I would have done it. So... Oh, you can't! You can't do it to me. We're more. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you lose fucking hands. Yeah, <laughs> she'll I, take them right off. She'll turn into. I know you don't give a fucking fuck if I breast cancer. <laughs> Kermit Palpatine, fucking lightsaber just pops up. I hope that in the near future you're going to be like, I'm not going to deal with this Kermit candle, and you throw it in the trash, and then you come back inside and walk downstairs, and there it is on your shelf again. Like, I hope it's that kind of gift that I've just given you. I've already decided how I'm going to deal with this. So, theory. I don't know. You haven't told me what you're going to do with it. My theory is that you're going to light it and fire it at a boat 
and give it some kind of weird reverse Viking funeral. Viking yeet from this mortal coil. <laughs> Viking yeet. If that boat is our home, Tim, thanks for what you've done to this. Just a green fucking um, wax splatter on the side of the house. And people are like, what's that? We can never get rid of it. We're not allowed. It's the blessing. We should, when we post this episode, we should post a picture of that candle and a link to the Etsy shop so that other people can torment their friends. They had like golden bells and stuff. They had a ton of options. So you can torment your friends uh, much as I have. As long as you get the thing that they hate the most in this world. To send them. But it's even better. Let me tell you that it's even better if they didn't originally hate the thing and you have managed to create the hate that they have for the thing. It's a lot more satisfying that way. I'm so, so worried that people that listen to this show <laughs> and like find us at like Dragon Con are going to start bringing Kermit things for me. Like I'm so afraid. I'm worried that they won't. I was say, I am hoping for it. So I didn't have any terms. I wanted to come here and say that uh, Cowie was my term. But then he explained what Cowie was, like, right after that. Understands a cow. So I didn't get to use that one. So I think what we'll do is we'll just roll right into horse news. Horse news! I had my favorite thing in the world happen. And that is uh, somebody sent me a thing, so I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Uh, So Shannon sent me this one because on April 1st, 2024, the use of bandages on horses' legs during dressage, show jumping, and driving competitions is no longer permitted. This is not in the USA. This is in the Netherlands, I believe. Um, But yeah, it will also start applying to vaulting in March of 2024, and it's already in effect in cross country, which is great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So by bandages, I don't mean like bandages like Band-Aids kind of uh-huh. thing. They're talking about when you put uh, wraps, like polo wraps on horses' legs. Um, the past couple of years, they have done like crazy amounts of study on this and like all sorts of like heat dispersion stuff and even uh, going into like actual like boots that have like protective stuff on them. And all of the studies have have come back relatively conclusively that it's not good because the heat cannot dissipate off of their legs well enough. And so it's damaging to the tendons and, and the bones and all the structures in the leg. Cause there's not a lot of meat there. Like you're, you're going like right on the bones and tendons. And we've known for 1 million years that if you wrap a horse's leg wrong, you can actually bow the tendon and, and cause injury just by doing that wrong. So yeah, this is, Great news, and it's great news for lazy people like me who never wrapped to begin with because it was too hard. Okay, why did people do it then? They thought it protected the leg, uh, and then also in dressage, they would oftentimes do like really white, like bright white wraps because it looks clean and it looks nice. So they would wrap for that, or like sometimes like matchy matchy with the colors. But people thought that it protected the legs and that it, it caused them to, like, you know, warm up faster and keep stuff off of them. And um, in cross country and like things like that, the boots that they have and show jumping as well, the boots that they have have like plastic guards in it. So like if a horse jumps up and they hit their front leg with their back leg, it would like protect it. Or if they hit the rails, it would protect it. But even then, it's it's kind of one of those situations of, like, it also became for fashion. So, like, having, like, the fancy boots was, like, half the thing. 
you know, as opposed to actually being protective. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Okay. But you said that's not in the U.S. No, it's not. I think it was the Netherlands. The It didn't say in the screenshot I took, but I read into it a little okay. bit more. So Does that mean it's still allowed in the U.S. or? It is still allowed in the U.S., uh, and it's going to be one of those things, I think, where in dressage especially, it's going to have to, like, it's going to take rules for people to let it go. Yeah. Like, dressage is one of those things, like, today you're not required to wear a helmet in dressage if you're, like, an adult rider and, like, of certain levels. But, like, people still wear the top hat, even though, like, wearing the helmet is, like, just a way better choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, protecting your head in a sport where you get more concussions than football, uh, it seems like maybe you should just put on a helmet once in a while instead of a top hat. But like, it's going to be one of those things like until rules are passed, people are going to keep doing like reps because that's the tradition. Yeah. That's how it goes. Well, good. Glad to see changes in the right direction. I like it when changes make my life easier as well. <laughs> this does both. <laughs> All right, Jenna. All right. Are you guys ready? Ooh, I don't know. No. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we're going to do it anyway. Okay. All right. All right, cool. Okay, sure. Yeah. Piece of Media Number 1 is a half-hour comedy television series from Canada that aired on Showcase from 2006 to, two to 2008. Sticking around. No. Corner gas. It would be great, though. What? Corner gas. Is that what it was called? No. Is that what it was called? Corner something? That, that sh know. There is a show called Corner Gas. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's not it. No. Okay. That was the only Yeah, but Tim's telling you that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's the only Canadian TV show I could think of besides Letterkenny. Well, this was from, oh, God, I didn't listen to the time period. I just assumed it was the 90s. 2006, 2006 to 2008. Yeah, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. No way to know. Okay. The first season was nominated for three Gemini Awards, including Best Comedy Series. It was also nominated for a Directors Guild of Canada Award, the CFTPA Indie Award for Best Comedy Series, an Actor Award for Best Male Performance for one of the actors, and four Canadian Comedy Awards, and it won two of those. Trailer Park Boys? Trailer Park Boys? It's not Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> How do we both land on that? Um, because it's like the only TV yeah. shows that we know is Corner Gas and Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and sticking around. Okay, I will say that you're closer with one of those than you are with others. We've said three of those. Yeah, yeah. Which one are we closer? Oh with? man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know. This will probably tell you. This show revolves around the exploits of Cake, a hockey-mad, recovered-from-everything go-to guy who runs a ragtag hockey goalie rental service out of Cafe Primo, a family-owned coffee shop in Toronto's Little, Little Italy. Mm -mm, I don't know this one. It sounds great. Play it again. Check, please. No. Check, please, is very good. This is the part where Tim good. and I just make up names. No. Yeah. I stole that from a webcomic that Casey made me read that's really good. Nice. Yeah. Um, Chekhov's menu. Hockey show. 
Tim, I'm so sorry for this audio. Second cup. That's funny. Yeah. No, I don't know this. I don't know anybody who runs a hockey rental service. All right. Leading in sports. That's in real life. I didn't know if that was the question. I'm sorry. Skate? Do you think <laughs> skate would be in the name? No. No? What? What if it was Skater Boy with an eight and it's Avril Lavigne's <laughs> yeah. boyfriend? Yeah. This, it's Avril Lavigne's boyfriend, the show. Yes. Oh, that would be great. I'd watch that. I'd say see you later, boy. I don't think I would. <laughs> nice. Guess it's not good enough for Tim. Um, 2006, 2008, hockey rental service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not exactly. No way. It's not exactly what I said, but yeah. Yeah, no, it follows a uh, former goalie in Little Italy in Toronto. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. There's no way I'm gonna know this. No, There's yeah, zero I have chance no idea what this is. This. Okay, that's fine. We can we can go to Google. Okay. Okay. I did really like some of the names we proposed, though, and I think we should revisit the sort of iteration phase that we're in. <laughs> okay, I am ready. I hope I'm ready. All right, and go. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the drama that is happening right now. Um, there is a. A freshly opened cardboard box. Rent a uh, and one of the cats... Yes, Tim. One of the cats is under the lid of that box. Uh, and the other one keeps jumping on top of it. The one that is under the lid has her paws over the the lip of it. And is just like mouth open like she's screaming into the void while the other cat is jumping onto her. It is drama. It is hilarious. It is giving me Lion King vibes. Very, very scarred Mufasa. I'm loving it. Honestly. But yes, Tim, it is Rentacoli. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Okay. I've never heard of this. I'm going to watch it, though. I'm not. Nice. Okay. But that's not its fault. It's because I don't understand media. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are you guys ready for number two? I actually have four, just in case you guys wanted an extra one this week. Um, But are you ready for number two? Yeah. Number two is an American comedy drama television series that ran on HBO from June 28th, 2009 to December 4th, 2011. That was created by Colette Burnson and Dimitri Lipkin and stars Thomas Jane. Um, Hong? Yeah. What? Yeah, I, what I have it? no idea why I know that. I've never seen that show, but I knew that. I'm maybe we will be going to four. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what just happened, but there's stuff everywhere. Hold on. The only reason I remember it is oh, I think I saw something like an ad or something, and I recognized Thomas Jane because he was the Punisher. Oh, so the Punisher was hung. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Okay. Did you ever see The Mist? Yeah. No. The Mist has a, that's quite an ending. Yes, it does. No, no, but it it it's a, based on a Stephen King novella. Okay. And there was a movie previously too. Like it's a it's a remake sort of. Was it? 
I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of those Stephen King made-for-TV movies before. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so yes. So it was like, a, we have more budget now, and we've already done this. Let's do it more, better, harder, faster, stronger. Yeah, pretty funny. After um, Hung was the thing. This why When you guys were making the jokes about um, Hung or Hanged, I was like, <laughs> 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 All right. Are you ready for number three? Yes. No way. Number three is a 2016 American superhero film based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles characters. God damn it, I already said the thing. Never mind. Number four. Did you not mean to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I didn't. I didn't. I, I reworded it afterward, but it didn't save. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up the uh, previous save. Okay. One point to Jenna. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. No, it's a half point. Remember, I get a half point when I fuck things okay, up. Okay, hold on. I think I might know the through okay. line now well. if it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shh, nope, hold on. D number three and a half is a 2019 Canadian science fiction action film written and directed by Jeff Chan about a man with superpowers who works with a group of criminals to raise money to help a sick mother. Code 8. <laughs> Go, Tim. Yeah! Once I got that I through line... I don't know what that is. Code 8's a good movie. It has a... Uh... Stephen and Robbie Amell in it. Yeah. And I think they made okay. it. I, I don't remember yeah, they exactly. Did. Yeah. Yeah. They kickstarted it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's when I realized the through line. Because I didn't know Stephen Amell was in the other two. But when you said that one, I was like, ah, Casey yeah. Jones. Uh, yes. I got there. Mm -hmm. At no point was I ever there. <laughs> I knew what was happening. <laughs> I've never even seen Arrow. I'll be honest. I was just hanging out earlier when you guys were talking about Arrow. So <laughs> Arrow started, and I don't so think good. I got on board with it till it was probably already on oh. season two or season three. And I remember thinking, it's a CW TV show. I'm going to hate it. And then I watched the first couple episodes, and I was like, yeah, it's a CW TV show. I'm like, I didn't hate it. And then I just continued to get more and more into it as it went. And I really yeah. liked the, the Arrowverse stuff. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed most of the first half of that show. And then I didn't enjoy most of the last half of that show. I fell off the flash. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't... And I, it wasn't because I didn't like it. I just... I binge watched it. So I wouldn't watch seasons as they were on. I'd wait for them to come on Netflix. And I just haven't sat down to finish it. But I liked everything I saw that, too. And then I heard Legends of Tomorrow got good after the first season. It did. It really did. Yeah. That was the one that I stuck with. I, I only watched a couple episodes because that one did not land for me. But Once you, like, give in to its fucking goofiness, mm -hmm. it was really good. And it took all the, like, the best tertiary characters from all the shows and slammed them together in the best ways. Hey, so Stephen Amell is in Heartland, if I didn't make that clear when I was talking about how Arrow was in Heartland. I thought that'd be obvious to everybody, but yeah, just in case there's any confusion for anybody listening. He plays Nick Hollowell, yeah. which I thought Nick Hollowell, like when I read the books, I thought that Nick Hollowell, like a more appropriate actor to play Nick Hollowell would have been Nick Offerman for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was how I pictured Nick Hollowell. I've been robbed. Right? Right? Oh my god. That... Incredible. Right? It would have been perfect. Right? And then 
Yeah. Mm. Not to take anything away from Arrow. I'm glad you're worried about Arrow's feelings in this. Arrow who listens to this <laughs> podcast, I'm yeah. sure. I watched yeah. the first season of Heels, and the first season of Heels was really good. I got to watch the second season. Is that uh, an Arrow thing? or? Yeah, he plays a wrestler in, like, middle to south Georgia. Never... I understand the heels thing now. I definitely thought it was like an offshoot of a drag show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is wrestling, so. Yeah. Not far. True. Kind of is. Yeah. I don't have a segue for that. Like, there's no way to get to Horses in the Barn from there. I bet there's a way. I don't know it. I believe in you. I think you could find out. From heels to hooves. Still have heels, Tim. I literally, you could tell me that they don't, and I'd be like, okay. Alex said horses don't have heels. I I would not fuck with you on this. They do have heels. It's it's part of the hoof. They have they can have underrun or overrun heels. Anyways, speaking of, all of our horses have perfect hooves. They've never had a heel problem in their life. And you can take my word for that with Moose Jaw McGraw, Big Thick Mark Gale, and Beta Ray Feely, which are our horses in the barn. So, of course, of course, perfect hoof confirmation. But you know what? Other people have put their horses in the barn with their perfect hoof confirmation, like Hot Lava SpaghettiOs from Nate, Iron Meriden from Philip D. Keating, who is Stevie Lake's boyfriend. And Dale Donuts III from Anonymous Steve, who I have never once doxxed in my entire life. For sure. Like, totally. What about Dimebag from Matt Alman, who I've also never doxxed. I just don't make a point to talk about it a lot. And Marital Combat from Metastrophe, who also got a metal name, I guess. There's no, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. And then Glue Factory from Bean. And then there's our mystery horse, a horse with no name, crossing a desert in the great wastelands of the American that's not true deserts aren't wastelands that was really cruel of me anyways we don't know their name or anyone's name or anything except we do know Friday from Scott and this brings our podcast to an end but only because all ends lead to some other beginnings end and it's the beginning of the Jenna cult welcome we've done it Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's most beloved search engine to search for Horse Girls merch and only Horse Girls merch. And if you Not like... Plug anything else. Yeah, don't, don't do it. And if you like the um, previous merch and you want to get your hands on it, you better do it. And you better do it now. Because soon, and I can't tell you when, but one day, one day very soon, that merch will be gone to be replaced by new merch. So get it while you can. And be special. It is of Jenna. Stop it. (laughs) It is of Kermit. Tim, do you want to take our relationship to the next level? Much like I will be doing with Tim, but our relationship is now one of strife and horror. You can do so at singlethoughtconnection.com, T-H-O-T, or horsegirls.club, or patreon.com slash horsegirls, where we have a veritable plethora of things to offer you, like content, but more importantly, horses in the barn. That's where to get your metal horse. 
If you want to find us on other podcasts, you can. We do them. If you like TTRPGs, check out Dungeons and Draken Beams, Late Starters, and Dragon Knight Adventure Friends. Night without a K, like the nighttime. Like the darkness, like Batman. If you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. Surprise! We also do Surprise Deck Book Club. If you are betwitched by Jenna, check out Joanna's. 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 Joanna. Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one singular L. And you cannot turn around on that. There is only one. I will not allow you to put a second one in. I will not go back on my word. I swear if you try to put the second L into anything but Google as exactly the second L, then I will come for you in the night and I will take that L and I will dash it from your hands onto the floor and you shall be distressed because I was not in your home previously and now I am and I'm in a rage and that's not good. I will light a Kermit candle and then I will leave and that is how it will end. And if you, like me, can't get enough of Tim's beautiful but treacherous voice, he has voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now. And if you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is, and it was created by KZD, who I found out helps Tim in his terrible <laughs> crimes, but she does also write an illustrated webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. If I ever start a cult, they have to be called the Genonites. It has to, that's what it has to be. My dearest Margaret, it has been three days since I last wrote you. Since I was here on the battlefield. I saw my brothers lay down their lives for you and the other women. And children. But now, it's time for me to come home, Margaret. It's time for me to come home. <laughs>